Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... This is how you can tell my people, copy this. Forget about celebrityism. Forget about being the most popular. Forget about having upfront positions. If God's called you that, great. But if God has not called you that, look at this man. Be like this man. And we said last week, the amazing thing about this, and it's somewhat of a convicting thing about this, is it's actually doable. To have commitment to have character with the power of God's Holy Spirit is actually doable. Does becoming a Christian mean that I will live an easy and perfect life? Pastor Jim reminds us in his message that while there is much to be gained in becoming a Christian, it will also most certainly cost us something. Those who serve God give up time, money, friends, and any number of other factors. However, if we are absorbed in the work of God, then we will be ready when He calls us to take the next steps. Furthermore, we are to esteem those who sacrifice in order to serve. With that in mind, here's Pastor Jim with part three of his message entitled, Joyful Example. As a man named Epaphroditus, who nobody really knows who he is outside of heaven. Caesar has no idea who he is. The Apostle Paul, he knows who that guy is. And here's a guy who, like his Savior, doesn't come to church and say, what's in it for me? Comes in and says, I'll place my life at the disposal of this church. I'll risk my life to go see the Apostle Paul. I'll risk my life. I'll take the time off work. I'll do whatever it takes to go there to bring the gift to the Apostle Paul. And again, we see it goes around. The Apostle Paul last week was willing to send Timothy. This week, he's willing to send Epaphroditus to help who? The Philippian church. And who's left to help the Apostle Paul? No one. Remember, we said last week he had no one else in the local church there, presumably in Rome. And here I believe the Lord is teaching us through this very common man, this is what I want my people to look like. This is how you know my children because they look like their dad. This is how you can tell my people, copy this. Forget about celebrityism. Forget about being the most popular. Forget about having upfront positions. If God's called you that, great. But if God has not called you that, look at this man. Be like this man. And we said last week, the amazing thing about this, and it's somewhat of a convicting thing about this, is it's actually doable. To have commitment, to have character with the power of God's Holy Spirit is actually doable. It's not some highbrow thing. This is stuff that we can all do. And so here we have godly men of strength and sympathy, of compassion and character, not absorbed in themselves, but absorbed in the work of God. Oh, how how could we change our world if that was the Christian mindset? If we were not not coming to church thinking, well, you know, how can I be happy? How can I be healthy? How can I be rich? How can everything go my way? Instead of coming in and saying, tell me what the Lord is like, and then saying, Lord, I want to be more like you, but I can't be that without your help. 
and then going out the doors of the church to a world that doesn't know Jesus and trying to bring Jesus to them with God's help and with God's power. And then when we fail, knowing that he forgives us anyway. This is doable, guys. This is doable. This is not being an apostle. This is not being a pastor. This is just being a guy who's available. So from his commitment to his character, we look at Epaphroditus' commendation. Uh, Verse 29, the apostle says, Receive him therefore in the Lord. I think he's saying to him, I want you to welcome him back as the Lord would. Imagine that. Here's a guy coming back. So, so people are like, well, so tell me what happened. Well, he got there. He t- delivered the money. He started to help out. He got sick, and now he's coming back. And the Lord going, well, we got to have a party for that guy, <laughs> right? We would be like, oh, he probably feels like he let us, the Lord, down. And the Lord's like, you kidding me? That's parade time, man. This is Epaphroditus. So we're excited about that. Do you actually realize that God could be that excited about your life? He actually could. And he says, Welcome, therefore, receive him therefore in the Lord and with all gladness and hold such men in esteem. Honor them. Now, it doesn't mean you're like, oh, here he is, here he is. No. You just admire what they're doing. You thank them for their gift of service. Verse 30, because for the work of Christ, he came close to death. He almost died. You say, I have no idea what that means. Well, then you're probably not working for Christ because the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. And, and sometimes when people at work or people in your house say certain stuff, you got to die, right? You got to die. And so he said, because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his own life. Uh, some versions say risking his own life. It's actually a gambling term saying that he gambled his own life to supply what was lacking in your service towards me. Now, he's not like, yeah, you guys didn't have it together. No, they were in Philippi. He's hundreds of miles away. He's saying he filled in the gaps what a monetary gift wouldn't give, what you couldn't give to me. So he says here, Epaphroditus risked his life for the gospel. He gave his life for the gospel. He gambled with his life and maybe his career for the gospel. In fact, I almost called this message joyful gambling, but I figured I'd get in trouble with somebody somewhere. Like, our pastor tells us to gamble, okay? You know, but, but gambling his life for the sake of the gospel, answering God's call for him. Now, please, friends, hear me on this. We all have some call. If you're a Christian, we all have some call. I don't know what your call is. I don't want to even pretend to tell you what your call is because if I get it wrong, I'll be in trouble with God. But God calls us to something. I say to you almost every week, what's the next step? God calls you to take the next step. My fear is that many of us hear the call, we hear the phone ringing and we look at caller ID and we go, it's Jesus. He'll call back later, he always does. (laughs) Instead of answering the call and doing what the call tells us. Sometimes I feel we feel Jesus is like a solicitor. That's just always calling us at the wrong time. Jesus, not now. I'm busy. Quick show of hands, how many of you are busy? Quick show of hands. All right, the rest of you, I'll meet you here tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. We're all busy. We're all busy. And the Bible doesn't teach easygoing Christianity. It just doesn't. 
The Bible doesn't teach a Christianity without any kind of demands. No matter what, being a Christian will cost you something. It will cost you something. It costs Jesus' life. It might cost friendship. It might cost a promotion at work. It might cost some people who are angry with you. But it will cost you something. And here we have to be really careful to study the Bible. That's why we go through the Bible verse by verse because we can get sucked into self-centered Christianity so easily if we're not careful. I really struggle sometimes. I go into the Christian bookstore. I want to be like Jesus and overturn some of the shelves because it's not Christianity. It's some form of success. It's some form of self-help. Not what the Bible says. And that's why people are not content. And that's why people have to keep writing books and writing books. You know people who write 10 ways to be a successful Christian and then, and then you can buy it for a dollar a year later on christianbook.com or something like that? Do you know why that is? Because it doesn't work. Okay, it doesn't work. And so here in Epaphroditus, we have a man who gave little thought to his own personal comfort And what does the Apostle Paul say to all of us in the church who see people like that? You should be grateful for them. You should honor them. You should esteem them. For example, some of the people who work on staff here have made extreme financial sacrifices to serve you. Extreme. There are other people here that you think are paid staff, but they're not. They're doing it for free. They have made extreme time sacrifices to serve you. And what does the Apostle Paul say? Respect them. Honor them. Remember earlier in the chapter, he said, stop disputing and stop complaining. Here, very interesting. He says, have a certain way of looking at them. Now, here's one thing I've noticed about these people. They, in our church, they do not have more time. They don't. They use time differently. You say, who are they? I'll tell you how to see them. When you come here, they're here. When you leave, they're here. They come early. They stay late. And more often than not, they're running on fumes. They're tired. They try to fit everything in on Saturday, just like all the rest of us. But they're doing it for the Lord. And I love the promise of God's word that Peter gives us of such people. And I hope this makes you want it. He says this, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure That's just the Apostle Peter of just saying what the Apostle Paul said of work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For if you do these things, Peter says, you will never stumble. So if you're staying at it, you're staying careful about these things, you're you're staying in the word of God, you're praying, you have your other Christian friends, you're serving the Lord, he says, you're not gonna stumble. Sometimes I think God says, you'll be too busy to stumble, right? But he'll keep your mind stayed upon him. 
And then I love this, verse 11. For so, and we did, a, we did a sermon, just one sermon, just on this verse a long, long time ago. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, could you imagine heaven stopping to welcome you? All of a sudden, the Lord just, oh, whoa, 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 Epaphroditus is here. People are, who? And the Lord says, no, it's a man of great commitment, a man of great character. And what made him great was it wasn't all about himself. It was about the kingdom of God. It was about others. And the Lord's saying, would you please move everybody off the streets that are paved with gold? Because I want to go see him. I want to go welcome him to the kingdom. Isn't that a funny thing? In this world, we chase gold. Imagine if you could take it with you when you go. You can't. You'll leave it to your kids and they'll spend it all. But if you could, you show up to heaven with your truck full of gold. And you get there. And somebody meets you at the gate and yells, Ah, the paver's here. (laughs) Because we pave the streets with that stuff here. Worth nothing, we walk on it. And so here, God makes this promise for such people. Now, remember, Epaphroditus is going to see the Apostle Paul. What did the Roman Empire think of the Apostle Paul? They hated him. Imagine him getting off the ship, going to customs. And what are you doing here? I'm here to see the Apostle Paul. Okay, follow him. But he served him and he served him well. You know, even Peter couldn't say that. When Peter followed Jesus into, into the, when Jesus was on trial, a girl walks up to him and says, hey, you know him? He goes, I don't know him. Epaphroditus says, not only do I know him, not only have I brought him a gift, but I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve to the point of death. I'm here to fill in whatever is lacking is the terminology he uses here. I'll fill in the gaps and I'll do it without applause. And heaven says, that is a man of God. That is a woman of God. Someone, God says, who serves me without pomp and circumstance, without applause. So when they actually come to meet me, there'll be plenty of pomp and circumstance and plenty of applause. That is only possible, friends, if there is no gap doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. doesn't mean we totally mess up. We're full of character flaws and we know it. But there can be no real gap between this Sunday morning and the rest of the week. And that's what this guy was. This is a 24-7 Christian. Again, making plenty of mistakes. We all do. But doing his best for the kingdom of God. Puts aside personal safety puts aside personal security, puts aside selfishness and laid it all at the feet of the cross of Jesus Christ because he knew Jesus Christ was that worthy. And please, if you're new here and you think, look at all these people running around. Boy, Pastor Jim's really running a tight ship here. They don't do it for me. They do it for the Lord Jesus Christ. And how Epaphroditus reminds us of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, we were, remember at the beginning of Philippians 2, the Apostle Paul said, have this mind. And now he's showing us, look, here's a guy who has this mind of Jesus Christ. This is a guy who thinks like Jesus. 
Jesus Christ, a humble servant, willing to serve others instead of himself. Jesus Christ sent on a mission to bring a report, to bring the good news from heaven, to bring the gift of eternal life, and to be the gift of the Savior to you and to I. The Lord Jesus Christ, a representative of the people of God, to God on the cross, dying in our place for our sins. What does it mean when we say Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins? It means he was our substitute, that he died instead of you, that he was punished instead of me. Humble servant, even to the point of death. And while Epaphroditus was almost a dead man, Jesus Christ was a dead man. And they put him in the grave and they thought they got rid of him. But God, but God raised him from the dead to show that his perfect life and his death on the cross was a satisfactory payment that death had been beaten. He raised him to the de- from the dead and then he ascended into heaven And he was received with all honor, with all glory. As heaven celebrated the return of the king, Epaphroditus went to talk to the apostle Paul on behalf of the people of God. Jesus, do you know that he speaks to God the Father on behalf of all those who put their trust in him? Christian friend, he is your representative when you mess up and the accusations are brought from the forces and the powers of evil against you, Jesus says, no, no, that's my brother. That's my soldier. That's my servant. I died for them, Father. They're washed clean. They're not trusting in themselves. They're trusting in me. And he has promised to return for all of his people, for those who put their trust in him. But until that day, Jesus Christ offers the Lord's mercy. He offers forgiveness of sins. He offers eternal life to who all will humbly and willingly turn to God, confess their sins, and put their trust in Jesus Christ. I don't know all of you, but for the first 29 years of my life, if God was going that way, I was going that way. No matter which way he was going, I went the opposite way. But God, somehow, he brought me into a place like this. And some guy was teaching the Bible and there was a conversation that he was talking to us about but there was another conversation going on in my head, going on in my soul that nobody but God and I knew about. And God showed mercy to me. And if you've never put your trust in Jesus Christ, God wants to show that same mercy to you today. And there will be great sorrow upon sorrow for those who refuse Jesus Christ but great joy for those who receive him. 
Maybe you're here this morning and you think you're okay. Maybe you think, all right, I'm not those things that Epaphroditus was, but I just, I'm pretty impressed with myself. I, I think I'm pretty good. I'm going to ask you to hear something. Don't look at your Bible. Don't put it up on the screen. I'm going to ask you to listen to the end of verse 30, but I want you to see with your soul. I want you to see with your spirit. And I want you to listen to what God is saying to you. He said at the end of verse 30, remember we said, when the Bible speaks, God speaks. See your need for a Savior and see the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. He says, not regarding his life to supply. The idea is to complete or to help what was lacking in your service towards me. Oh, we can think that we're good people. We can think that we're okay. We can think that we're a decent person and God, we're somehow pleasing to God. But here the apostle tells us that no matter how good any of us are, something is lacking. Something that only the Lord Jesus Christ can supply. What is it? It's holiness. What is it? It is perfection. What is it? It is pure 100% righteousness. What is it? It is pure, uncut, 100% purity. What is it? It is the ability to take away sins. What is it? It is the only way to be reconciled to God that is provided for you and for I at the cross of Jesus Christ. Listen carefully to the words of Romans 3.23. Many of you know it. For all have sinned. How many? All. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Only Jesus Christ can supply what is lacking. Only Jesus can supply what is lacking. Before you leave here today, please, please understand and think this through. Can you say of Jesus that he is my brother? Can you say of Jesus that he is my worker, that he has worked for me on the cross? Can you say of Jesus Christ that he is my soldier? Can you say that he fought and beat death for me when he rose from the dead? Can you say he is my messenger? He has brought the message of heaven to me and I have responded to it in faith. Can you say that he is my minister? That he has supplied what was lacking in me. That he has brought salvation to me, which I didn't have. Oh, dear friends, if you can't answer yes to those things, come to the cross today. Stop trusting in yourself. Confess your sins to God. Tell him you're sorry. Put your trust in him. Bible says, all who come to me, Jesus says, I will by no means cast out. You say, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I did. You don't know what anybody's did. The apostle Paul hated Christians. He helped get Christians killed and arrested and put in the jail. But God met him on the road to Damascus. All you need to do is to put your trust in him.
give your life to him, be willing to follow him and then follow his joyful example and you too will become a joyful example to the rest of the world. And when they say to you, what has happened to you, you can tell them the story of a Savior who gave his life for you so that you could have the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. And today I offer that to you today. Well, that concludes the teaching portion of today's broadcast of Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Moores Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Join us next time as Pastor Jim continues teaching through the book of Philippians. You can learn more about Changed by Love and Pastor Jim by visiting our website. The web address is changedbyloveradio.com. Again, the web address is www.changedbyloveradio.com. Changed by Love exists because of the generous donations of our listeners, and we would like to ask all of our listeners who have never written us to preferably consider writing us today and let us know that you are listening to the broadcast. In fact, many of your letters are read to our congregation to encourage them in this ministry. You can write to us at Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Once again, that's Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. You can also give us a call for more information, request resources, or for prayer at 973-659-3380. Once again, that's 973-659-3380. You can also send us an email to info at changedbyloveradio.com. If you are in the Morris County, New Jersey area, we would love to have you visit us. We are located in the center of Morris County on Route 15 South. That's all for today. Until next time, God bless you, and our prayer is that you too would be changed by love.